Hello and welcome back to Running on Pixie Dust, my podcast and YouTube series basically documenting my training and life in Orlando training for the Dopey Challenge 2023, which is the 5K, 10K, half marathon, and full marathon for the first time. I made this to hold myself accountable, but also inspire others. So I hope you gain something from listening to this. Maybe you're training or you are thinking about doing a Run Disney race or the Dopey Challenge, whatever it is. I am your host, Annika. Give me a follow at Annika Hudak on YouTube, TikTok. I'm also on Instagram. I have a dedicated Disney Instagram page at Annika's Paintbrush. Be sure to check those out. And go ahead and check out last week's episode if you missed it for week two recap with my friend Ashley at Disney underscore tricks on Instagram. We had so much fun chatting about training in Orlando, the heat, dopey challenge things. She's run it before. I have not. So it was super awesome to have her on. Make sure you check out all the episodes prior to this one. But welcome to week three. This is post week three of the Galloway training schedule. I am following Jeff Galloway's plan. I believe it's a 29 week plan. Jeff Galloway is the Run Disney consultant. He's an Olympian and he created all these free training plans available on Run Disney's website. So I am going to try and stick to that as closely as I can, as well as keeping up with this podcast to be able to look back over the week and also keep up with training because, hello, I have to report back to the podcast. So. Whether you're listening on your favorite podcast platform or if you are watching on YouTube, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so happy you're here. Disclaimer, this is not affiliated with Disney or Run Disney. Um, I said these things in episode zero as like my intro kind of episode and about me and all of that. But, you know, it never hurts to just say it again. Um, Nothing I mention in this episode is sponsored. I will be mentioning a lot of different brands and things like that, but it's all just from personal experience. However, if you are watching on YouTube, your views do gain me some AdSense and from the Google AdSense program with YouTube. So if you want to go and support me with a YouTube view and give this video a thumbs up, that would help me out so much. Uh, Annika Hudak. And any Amazon link I do share, that is an associate link. So I could earn a commission off of that if you do go buy through that link. So I just had to get those disclaimers out of the way. But let's get going with how week three of Dopey Training went. It's kind of crazy that week three is already done. I mean, I have still, what, 25 25 weeks to go. Um, But... I feel like I've gotten into a bit of a routine and I have my running day set for Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, just like how the Galloway plan has it laid out for your runs with the two 45 minute runs and then your long run as like your third run of the week, generally on a Saturday. 
you don't have to do it like that, but I am sticking with that. And the mileage will be getting up there pretty soon. So I I like having the dedicated days for myself. It's it's part of the week routine now. It's like, all right, Tuesday, run day. Thursday, run day. I can't go out, be crazy Friday nights because Saturday mornings, got to get up and get the run in. And I don't have to do them as early as I've been doing them. I've been waking up at like 6 and getting out there by like 6.30 usually. But it's just been so hot here that you literally have to or else you're going to die of heat stroke essentially. Um, I mean, that's dramatic, but also it's a possibility. So, I mean, take take the heat seriously, people. But this past week, I had the two 45-minute runs and then the three miles. I did run all of these ones by myself and I have run with people in the past and it's great. I love having running buddies and changing up the location as well, but that just didn't work out for this week's schedule. So I just got out there between six and seven usually. Saturday, actually, I did get up at like 5.30, (laughs) but it's still humid out. It's so insane. Like I look at my uh, weather app on my iPhone and it's like, oh yeah, it's 94% humidity. Go have fun. Have fun in that at six in the morning when the sun isn't even up yet. So yeah. But one thing I have been doing that's new in my kind of training regimen is I listen to the Peloton app audios for their outdoor runs and oh my gosh, like once again, not sponsored, I wish, but I cannot speak enough good things about the app, like in all of the classes and the trainers, coaches, I'm not sure what to call them, but the coaches, I guess, <laughs> uh, teachers, yeah, um, uh, for the outdoor runs in particular, they're so good. Like they put together such fun playlist of music, music that I wouldn't even necessarily think I would run to, but it's such a good change of, I don't even want to say scenery, like mental scenery, <laughs> if that makes sense. But I love their programs. They do have interval options. They have time options. And I did select their 45-minute, I believe, either beginner or intermediate ones. Definitely not advanced. I am not advanced. Um, But their interval classes are so good. And while I normally do a 90-second run, 30-second walk on my training runs, while listening to like music or whatever, I just have like my run keeper timer going off. Um, The Peloton classes don't necessarily do that. They'll do like, okay, well, we're going to run for this song and then you're going to jog lightly (laughs) or cool cool down for this one song and then we're going to do it again kind of thing. So it's not exact. So I only keep them for my shorter runs because I do want to stick to the 90-30, I believe, for my actual races in January. But this is great just for like your workout. It really gets me pumped and I love taking like the yoga classes afterwards because it's really important to stretch after your runs and it just sets me off to have a good day because I get them done in the mornings and it's fabulous. Well, not always literally fabulous, but you know, it's good to get it done. (laughs) But I am adding 
strength training classes in there as well. I try and train glutes and legs on the same day that I'm running so that you're not kind of overworking your legs. You you give them a chance to recover. And I mean, recovering is an important part of training as well. So trying to get that routine in there as well. My average pace was 11.57 for, I think, one of my races, which was great because I broke that 12-minute mark for doing, I've been doing over three miles usually for my 45-minute runs. So when I did one of the Peloton runs, actually, I think I ran 3.6 miles in the 45 minutes, which is insane for me because... I run a lot faster, I feel like, on those uh, training runs with the um, Peloton coach in my ear, (laughs) which is great because I want to build up like aerobic endurance and I don't have much stamina. So I think these classes will actually be really, really good for that. Um, But my, yeah, my average pace was about around the 12 minute mark and then 1230 is like a safe, solid, comfortable pace that I can hold for lots of minutes and lots of miles. But I do want to work on building that up a little bit because I definitely don't want to even have the fear of being swept at the actual Run Disney races. Even though you just have to stay below a 16-minute pace on actual race day, I feel like I'll be doing actually a lot more walking because anything could come up like a bathroom break or there's a cool character that I really, really want to wait in line for because like I've said in past episodes, we got to get our value out of these races. So we'll see. I'm trying to build in leeway into my pace, essentially. But I've also been looking into blister prevention because I actually get blisters underneath my toes. I feel like I don't get heel blisters or blisters in places that normal people get blisters. So I did order little like toe jelly, not really caps, they're like sleeves, little sleeves for my toes (laughs) to prevent blisters. Because even on my, I think I did like a three mile run, I got like a little baby blister um, underneath one of my toes and I really have to think about that. Like on race day, I don't want to be feeling little blisters popping up because as Ashley said last week, when we ran Princess in February, she still had blisters from running Dopey the month prior in January. So I definitely want to work now on things I can do to be preventative. I literally ordered even the KT tape blister prevention tape. I have the KT tape to tape up my ankles because I get, I think it's either, it's posterior or anterior. I don't remember which one, shin splints on the kind of inner part of my ankle up to my shin. And I do work like longer compression socks on my longer runs, but we're just working on what, what works for me. And I think I will update the podcast on what I've been loving and what's been working And we'll see how it goes in the next, you know, 25 weeks. But (laughs) trying to be on top of it early because that's just, that's the mentality I want to have. But upcoming races, we've got Wine and Dine Challenge in November. 
and then of course the Adobe challenge january 2023 and then the princess 10k february 2023 i'm only running run disney races for my upcoming races i'm not signed up currently for any other orlando races even though we have so many here but also it's the summertime it's freaking hot like if i don't have to run outside at Usually the races are like, what, like 9 a.m. for non-run Disney races. It's going to be hot. And I actually don't know if there are a lot of summer races here for that reason. But I know we, I think we have some picking up in like august time. But still, still, I, I'm a run Disney gal. So those are my only upcoming races. <laughs> I did want to note that Run Disney actually added training guides for the challenges and they they did already have like the Adobe challenge one and I don't know if they already had uh like a the normal challenge I, I say normal like in quotations um but for wine and dine they added one if you're doing the 10k and the half which I don't know that that was there before and if it was I don't know let me know if you've used it before but they also added post wine and dine weekend marathon training for marathon weekend so i thought that was really cool because a lot of people are like me and they only do the run disney ones and so their training revolves around those race weekends and it's really cool that they kind of already mapped that out for you like even though i'm doing the wine and dine challenge i am basically just strictly following the dopey challenge training plan because in my mind, it's essentially training me for wine and dine anyway. I'm already doing the the repetitions, the miles, getting the steps in. And I've done challenges before with a back-to-back 10K and half marathon. So I already know the drill with that. But I think I'll actually be even more prepared for wine and dine for once in my life instead of deciding two weeks before that, oh yeah, maybe I should get a couple runs in, <laughs> which don't do that. But I just thought that was pretty exciting and if there had been things there before then I sure did not know about them but now I do so moving on to the highs and lows of the week starting off with my highs I like I said I'm getting into a good rhythm of the running schedule I Monday nights Wednesday night Wednesday nights and Friday nights are my go to sleep early nights. Don't stay up on Netflix. Don't stay up on TikTok. Prep my drinks and my breakfast and my running gear. Lay everything out. Pick out my outfits. Get all of that done. So I I think I'm doing pretty good even though it's only week three. So hopefully I can keep this up. <laughs> I did beat my 12 minute pace. While I have run a mile faster than that before in my life, it's it wasn't a sustainable pace. So if I was running like more than one mile, I would not be able to run that fast. Cause like I said, I am working on my endurance and stamina. And to be quite honest, I'm not positive of the difference between those two things, but maybe that'll be a good thing for me to look up for uh, next week's episode. <laughs> but I did beat my 12 minute pace for being a sustainable pace that I can, you know, hold for mile after mile. I already mentioned in two episodes back with Allison, I got my Ufus, Ufos, the Ufu Runner Recovery Sandals. 
they are literally the best things ever once again not sponsored i just personally absolutely love them because i have mentioned before i have super high arches i've got plantar fasciitis and i do occasionally get shin splints once i start picking up the miles a lot but i think my i i haven't really had them super bad since i got um fitted for my first hokas so i think having the right running shoe obviously makes a huge difference too but the recovery i don't want to be walking around barefoot and when you're recovering from a longer run i you shouldn't be walking around barefoot at least that's what i've read and what i've heard and you want to still have good support for your feet for even when you're not running for everyday things and so i definitely upgraded and got the ufus best decision ever I could be pronouncing that wrong too but I got also my my hoka shape ups <laughs> I call them shape ups because they look like uh, shape ups a little bit but I don't even care I like them they're so comfy and I wear them to the parks and I want to support my feet another high I've got actually a lot this is a long list for this week's episode it was Amazon Prime Day for you know two days one day is two days apparently um but that was this week i did order running things i ordered my first ever pair of the aftershocks headphones the ones that are like bone inductor or conductors uh science i don't remember i don't have them sitting right in front of me but they sit on your temples pretty much not quite as high as your temples but right in front of your ears so they're not in your ears which i think is so crazy and then they're wireless they just kind of hook around to connect to each other but and then they're bluetooth and sweat resistant all of that and i really wanted to upgrade from my like first generation airpods they're not even airpod pros or anything they're just regular regular old airpods well i loved running with those and i love the easy compatibility of those they do start slipping out of my ears not gonna lie i got sweaty ears it's it's just what happens when I'm out there running in, you know, 90% humidity. So give me a break. But I'm also dumping water on my head when I go on my runs because it's so hot. And that's the quickest way to cool you down. And AirPods aren't waterproof. So I just had to be like really careful when I dumped water over my hair. Um, but now I don't have to be. Now I can just, you know, dump it. And the headphones won't die so that's great i also ordered a garmin watch i i made the jump i have joined the dark side i got a garmin but i only got it for running so i got the garmin 245 with music and i think it it's with music because like you can download things onto spotify on there and you don't have to bring your phone but i will say i did take it on my runs Uh, I think my second 45-minute run is when I got it in for, and then I also wore it on my three-mile long run on Saturday, and I will say it's kind of heavy. It's at least heavier than my Apple Watch, so that was a little bit of an adjustment. There's no touchscreen, so a little bit of culture shock there because everything nowadays is so touchscreen with my phone and my Apple Watch, and so that took a little bit of getting used to, but I will say... I do love the tracking options that it comes with in the app and that it tracks all of that automatically and the DPS tracking, which obviously I have with all my other things that I was using to track, but 
I can also set up workouts. So I put in a 45 minute workout so that way it counts down the 45 minutes. And so when I'm on my runs and for example, when I listen to my Peloton coach on my Apple watch, it shows my heart rate and it's connected through that. But on my Garmin, when I actually start the 45-minute workout that I already kind of preset, it's counting down for me while also showing me all of the tracking and different information things on the run. So I really, really like that feature. And the, the interface is very nice. So I I really like it. And I I will say I'm pretty much only going to be using it for literally running. I'm not going to wear it all day and for anything else because... I mean, I have my Apple Watch. I really like my Apple Watch. And the Garmin is just, it's a little heavy. So, yeah. But I do really like it. So, that's my initial review of that. I did get a second podcast mic. We are upgrading in the world. Podcast mics were super cheap on Prime Day. I think I found one for like 20 bucks. So, snagged it because I was like, I'm sick of not having like a decent setup for if I bring a guest on so now hopefully it'll be better obviously they're not very they're not top quality or anything like that but you know what it's better than sharing one crappy mic (laughs) sorry we're still on my highs list wow oh my gosh I have a nearby closing date for my house I'm doing a new build so that's really exciting I got caught up on my YouTube channel, posted, you know, July budget with me videos as well as like debt payoff update videos. And of course, got the podcast episodes popping up there too. I finally saw Top Gun Maverick with Miles Teller. Yes, please. Oh my gosh. 10 out of 10 movie. I was blown away and on the edge of my seat the entire time. So I really want to see it again before it leaves Cedars. Amazing. I did start up my HelloFresh again, so I've got my meals coming in for that. I really like that because you cook things that you maybe wouldn't normally cook, and it kind of broadens your horizons a little bit, and for someone like me who is a terrible cook and needs step-by-step instructions and things like that, it's actually fantastic, especially with like the perfect little serving sizes. Uh, Not sponsored, but hey, HelloFresh, that would be nice, wouldn't it? But... (laughs) moving right along okay focus my lows of the week I have a couple I'm not sleeping very well I need to pick up some melatonin but before my run days I did start taking a Tylenol PM to help me go to bed early and that actually helped but it did give me weird dreams and then I just feel weird the next day. So I don't know. It's really hard for me to go to sleep early. And that's a huge reason of why I'm not a morning person because I just can't get to bed until I've watched, you know, like seven episodes of Grey's Anatomy or it's like 11 p.m. and I'm scrolling on TikTok or whatever. So of course, those are like stimulants. And if you remove those from the equation, it would probably be a lot easier. But I don't know. I just, yeah, maybe I need to upgrade my nighttime routine a little bit but also this heat like I said even at 6 a.m before the sun's even up it's over 80 degrees and over 90 percent humidity so it's brutal I've started to having to carry a towel with me to just wipe 
all of the sweat that's drenching down my face. But my last low is I have a a thigh rescue for running. So that like it's like anti-chafe. It's basically like a deodorant for your thighs so that you don't get uncomfy down there. But I took it with me to Typhoon Lagoon last weekend. And because it's so hot, it essentially melted. And now it's all like chalky and weird. So... If you have a thigh rescue, don't take it with you and in your bag and leave it in the sun. So, note to self. But, moving right along, I really wanted to get into my running routine and share that with you for this episode. Now that I've babbled on long enough about everything else. I think having a little routine helps so much with the discipline and the actual act of being on top of getting up early for my training runs and all of that. So... First thing I will say is having a sunrise clock is a game changer. Game changer. I got mine off Amazon like years ago because I wanted to have a second alarm clock for run Disney race mornings. And I was just always so scared that my iPhone alarm like wouldn't go off and then I would like miss the race or whatever. So I I originally got it for that. But then the sunrise feature is awesome because the light naturally wakes you up before your alarm even goes off so it makes getting up a lot easier and then you're not waking up to a like a pitch black dark room and the light shines right in your eyeballs so then you kind of have to get up you're like all right I'm up I've got my sunrise clock that wakes me up and then I usually try and get dressed right away to kind of move things along I like to lay out my clothes the night before, but not always because, I mean, I, I run in essentially the same types of things from my workout drawers. I just grab a pair of my my Amazon bike shorts that are I love. I love running in them. They're a five-inch bike short, and they have pockets on the sides, and they just fit perfect, and they're just beautiful and amazing. And then I just grab, like, usually an old Run Disney race tee. Um, and that's like my uniform for my, for my running outfits. I also have my Lululemon visor, which I am such a visor girly now. I don't know when that happened, but I am team visor all the way because wearing a full coverage hat, it, it almost like makes my head itchy and then I'm more conscious of it. And then it's like, you know, when people are like, oh, my head's really itchy. And then you're like, oh no. I think my head's itchy now. It's just like that placebo effect. But also, I like to dump water in my head now because it's so hot again. And having the hat kind of out of the way for that is very helpful. Got my sunglasses, even though I haven't been taking them the past few times because I've been running before the sun gets up. But I have my running belt, which I also got on Amazon. And it fits my phone and my keys. And then I have two water bottles that I run with. And then, of course, I put sunscreen and my thigh rescue on. But fueling, so as a part of my routine, I prep my overnight oats that I eat every time before I run. Um, I prep those the night before. And I actually use an overnight oats company. So they have, like, little packets of, like, pre-mixed overnight oats. And they have a lot of different flavors. They're so yummy. I have, like, it's, like, mocha-flavored blueberry pie, apple cinnamon, like all these different like fun flavors, but they also have protein in them and they have caffeine. So for me, they're absolutely perfect for 
right before and right after my runs. I'll drink half of it for pre-run and then I'll put it back in my fridge and then I'll drink the rest of it because they're more like shakes. I say overnight oats, but it's it's more like a shake, which is an interesting concept to get used to that you're drinking your oats and it sounds weird and you could be totally grossed out by that. But once I got used to it, it's my favorite thing ever. And I know I can digest it well. And again, I only drink half of it because I want to have something in my stomach for when I run because it's, again, it's so hot. You have to fuel and you got to keep your sugar and salt and electrolytes and energy and up and all that up. But during my run, I actually prep the night before in my two little water bottles that are on my running belt. I prep Powerade and water and I put them in the freezer. So then in the mornings, I'll thaw them a little bit with some hot water and then I'll set them out on my patio so that they thaw a little bit in the hot, humid air. And then they'll be perfectly ice cold for my entire run and it's amazing. So I have to run with Powerade and water now because, again, it's so hot. How many times am I going to say that in this episode? Not sure. But as far as fueling during my run, I I don't take anything other than that right now with me. I do have goo packets, but I'm a little unsure about them. I think I tried one one day. I've only had one in my entire life, and I think I got, like, a strawberry banana flavor. And it, it was, like, room temperature, and it, it might have been even a little bit warm, and it, I was so grossed out by it, but I do have other flavors because I bought like a big box of them a long time ago. So I'm thinking maybe if I get a different flavor, put it in the fridge for a little bit, (laughs) it might be better. I don't know. We'll see. I'll give you an update on that. But I also heard that people pick up like sour candies and things like that to take with them to keep up, you know, their sugar and salt levels and all that, and then give a little, you know, a little bit of boost during their run so I think I'm gonna do that too but then I set up my either my Peloton class for my headphones connect those and everything or I'll pick a podcast to listen to or I might just play like a running playlist on Spotify they have really fun pumped up the jams playlist (laughs) and I like how on the Spotify playlist you can edit it so it plays the next song like it overlaps it a little bit so there's no dead time whether you're not listening to anything and you're waiting for the next song to start kind of thing but next thing in my routine is I track my run so I was a crazy person and tracking my run in seven different ways where I start on my apple watch and then I also use Strava and I also use runkeeper and then the peloton app also tracks it and Now that I have my Garmin though, I don't think I need to be as crazy as I am, but I just like having it in all my different apps and being able to import my runs and share it and, you know, add pictures and for tracking purposes and to be able to look back on. So who knows? I might still be like keeping tracking on all of my different apps (laughs) and watches. But then I go on my run and I make sure to, again, import them everywhere, share to my Facebook group, take a selfie and track it. And a lot of times I might post on my Instagram story too. And it just, it's like the fun part, the fun aspect of it is like, look at me. Yay, I did this. And I am better than everyone, obviously. But (laughs) no, I'm just kidding. But 
then I'll usually come back home and I have like a yoga mat towel that I use instead of an actual yoga mat because that's just a lot of work to roll it out. But I rolled out my little yoga mat towel as my yoga mat, even though I have yoga mats. But then I'll take a Peloton class. I, again, will take either a glutes and legs class and then yoga or maybe I'll skip the glutes training and I'll go right to either an easy yoga flow class. I took a Lizzo flow class from the Peloton app this week and it was so fun and the instructor is amazing but definitely stretch in any way shape or form sometimes I only do like a five minute post run stretch and that's it and that's all I have the energy for but other days I will be like yeah let's take seven glasses and then I'm dead for two days after that but it's fine and then I'll finish my overnight oats jump in the shower make breakfast and then I log on for work so that's my routine for my 45 minute runs essentially because those are on weekdays but it's bas- it's the same for long runs too but as our mileage starts kicking up in the plan and in training I might have an updated routine so we'll see as time goes on but moving on to the final segment of this episode by the numbers we've got our countdowns so on this posting date of july 18th wine and dine weekend november 3rd is just three months and 16 days away which is insanity got doby challenge january 4th about five months and 17 days less than six months away and then princess weekend seven months five days and it's gonna be so fast after doby so i'm only doing the 10k though so We shall see how that works out for me. But pace update, I basically already gave you. I'm kind of at around 12 minutes per mile. So we'll see if I can improve upon that any. Again, to just give me more leeway because my goal isn't to be fast. It's to finish the marathon, finish the whole challenge, essentially, and not get swept. So that's my goal. (laughs) I don't have really a specific time goal I want to get to it would be cool to get under 10 minutes because I think that's just like a nice a nice clean time to reach but I mean we shall see that's a little ambitious for me but I I think with the 25 weeks of training coming up still I think I can do it and then the total mileage of the week was just over 10 miles so a shorter mileage week and next week we have five and a half miles for the long run and I think Is that the longest for the training plan so far? I think so. But then we'll be teetering back and forth between a higher mileage and then I think usually like three miles for a while here. So I'm excited. But next week, I will be back with how week four goes. I may or may not have a guest. We just never know until the episode will come out. Got to keep you on your toes. But thanks so much for tuning in and get moving. Thank you.